0: welcome to the artist work ethic podcast i'm mike pelak i'm a screenwriter and filmmaker always looking to maximize my time and potential as i work to break in in this podcast i talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process habits and work ethic Today on the show is Drew Grit. Drew is a writer-director who recently wrote a film called Bosch and Rocket that stars Luke Hemsworth and Isabel Lucas. He's written and directed several films and pilots, including one that Dwayne Johnson's production company produced. He also makes branded content and has worked for Apple and Warner Brothers in that respect. His latest project is a novel that was recently released called The Incredible Existence of You. All right, Drew, thanks for coming on with me today. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. So you've got a ton of stuff going on. You've made several films and pilots as a writer director, including a pilot that Dwayne Johnson's production company uh, financed and produced. Um, You wrote a new film called Bosch and Rocket, which stars Luke Hemsworth and Isabel Lucas, and recently released your first novel, The Incredible Existence of You. I know it takes a lot of energy and inspiration for all those things to come to fruition.
1: Where do you pull that energy and inspiration from? It's a great question, and it's a question we have to constantly ask ourselves every day, or we have to live that question. Well, I go by Drew Gritt, and and my last name is um, the name I've given to myself, which I love to tell people. People are like, oh, where do you get your name from? Like, me. Uh, Because the story of my life has been about perseverance and and kind of overcoming things. In in my own special way, I've always been an underdog. I don't come from the film business. Uh, No family members in the film business. I grew up in 10 different places before I was 10 years old, traversing multiple socioeconomic statuses. So everything I've done in my career, uh, which is distinct and, and diverse, has been all on my own. With, of course, the people that have given me opportunities and collaborated with me along the way. But no matter what your craft is, whether it's writing, directing, chefing, interviewing, you have to have perseverance, you have to have grit. And right now I'm in a stage of recalibration uh, which is probably a fancy way of saying like figure my shit out before I get back on track. And every writer, every artist has those periods where they're just like, can't do this anymore. It's so difficult. So painful. There's writer's block. There's that. I don't believe in writer's block, and I, I, but I do believe in the frustration of being creative. And I think there's three things that motivate a writer or any artist to do what they do going along the theme of the you know the artist's work ethic. I think there's three things. One is need and or necessity. And what that looks like is getting the bag, getting the money. Um, you have a deadline, which I think is one of the, the healthiest and the best ways to explore your need to do something. Some writers won't work without a deadline. Some writers can't work without a deadline. You know, showrunners and people in writer's rooms, they're on strict schedules. So that's just a machine that they're used to. And independent writers, people that write, um, on their own schedule, like myself, have to be self-motivated or have to have, of course, an agent or publisher or someone in between that's pushing you. So need or necessity, uh, which is different than want. And these are kind of like screenwriter adjectives to, you know, what a character wants. Want has to, is driven by desire. When you're in a good place as a, a creative, your want is like, oh man, I can't wait to get up and try this new recipe. Or I'm so stoked about this story right now. I cannot stop sinking my teeth into it and that's the place that writers or artists all want to be they want to be in the want stage which um, involves desire right and passion and excitement and inspiration and creativity we all want the want but it's it's usually the hardest to stay in that disposition that that feel right and that's a hard muscle to keep trained to stay creative and to stay in the want field but the most important one the third one which is the one that we should be most concerned about, is where my name comes from, it's Perseverance. Perseverance is the third one that motivates an artist to do what they do. And Perseverance involves structure, and it involves discipline, it involves regimen and grit. And without a structure or a regimen, something to hold yourself personally accountable to, um, whether that's, I need to write 10 pages a day, many writers do that for screenwriting or even novels, or myself, I do, not in this current period of my my creativity or my regimen. Some people say, I need to write two hours in the morning, two hours at night. Or Eric Roth, who I just spoke with, says he he writes first thing when he wakes up, blasts in the morning when he's fresh and, and coming out of a dream state, not worrying about other people, writes, writes, writes until lunchtime and then takes a break. Whatever it is, and I got this from my time doing UCLA, um, this the professional program of screenwriting, because the artist I am, I went to film school three times, obsessed with cinema always working on my craft. And in that one-year program, the the writing instructor said, you have to have a regimen. No matter what it is you do in life, you have to have a regimen. And it's true because if you don't have desire or a deadline, and if you're not passionate, you have to do what I think either the great Tony Scott or Ridley Scott says, which is you need to do the equation of button chair. Button chair equals pages. And that's why I don't believe in writer's block. It's like, you got to sit down and say, I'm going to sit in this chair for two hours. Even if I write one page, I'm still doing my job. And another thing that writers don't realize is that even two hours of being creative and ideating, thinking about writing is actually work too. We don't literally sit here and transcribe our thoughts into screenplay in perfect format. A lot of what we have to do has to come from the creative side of our brain, which is sitting here pontificating, thinking about the stories, thinking about moments, um, thinking about character revelations. And that comes through thinking, or it comes through maybe listening to music or on a walk. Ideation time is work time, too. It just made me think of Wordsmith, the artist, is the one who connected you
0: and I. Yeah. And uh, I had mentioned in, when I talked to him that one of the recent times I was out in L.A., my wife and I... We're walking down Melrose and saw his mural of do something every day to remind the city why the hell you're here. That has just always stayed in my brain of it doesn't, you don't have to write your, your feature in two days to be productive. You just have to do something, the regiment, the structure. And I always keep that thing in my head of when I'm working on a script, I need to do something every day, even if it's not that perfect act three breakthrough. Yes. you know it, it might just be you know a, a, a outlining one barely consequential scene that's getting me from point a to point b and i think you and i have that same philosophy of, of you you've just got to be doing something even if it's not the biggest
1: thing in the world 100 mike and that goes that's a a piece of the writing or creativity that traverses between um the wants and perseverance an artist has to do their craft every single day, regardless of time. It's no different from learning a language. If you're going to commit to learning a language, it's not like a, I'm going to go to class once a week. You're The time in which you will become immersed in your creative learning as a language, because it is creative, is going to take exponentially longer because in a language, you have to be immersed to really learn it. It's no different from writing. So when you're immersed in your writing and you, whether you work for one hour or t- Twelve hours, and I've done that too. Where I can, in some of my best writer's days, I'll sit at my desk for twelve hours, just like in writer's bliss. Where I'll sit there all day. Sometimes I'll write. Sometimes I'll I'll do a little bit of everything. In a twelve-hour session, I'll be like, I'll explore this character, work on a structure. You know, that's like the the idyllic place. But in any capacity, I've learned this in my life, and and this is uh, this. You know, I think you get guilt if you don't do this. You have to literally work on your craft every day. There's no excuses. And, and it doesn't matter how much, it's just a matter of consistency. Because when you're immersed in your writing, you're gonna be out at Trader Joe's and go, Oh my god, and someone's gonna say, What? And you're like, I just figured out a better uh low point moment where the character is gonna pull them out themselves out from darkness because it relates to the theme of the movie, which is this, and then this happens, and everyone's like, dude, you're you're crazy. But the only way you get those breakthroughs is sometimes not even in the chair, it's those revelations you have by being immersed in your craft that, that pop up later from your subconscious. So every day you have to work on your craft and one you're going to go so much further and you're going to be fulfilled but two creativity sometimes hits you with a frying pan when you're at Trader Joe's. Talking ag- still about the structure, how do you structure your
0: day currently to screenwriting novel, you know, I know you're working on a a, a film adaptation of your book. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you how are you keeping all
1: that stuff in line and moving forward all the time it's a great question and i'm happy to be hopefully one of the first artists on this at your podcast to talk about it talking about recalibration and setting the right expectations right now my my there there is no consistency right now that i'm like shit i just put out my novel last week or the week before the incredible existence you just came out on amazon last wednesday or the wednesday before something like that and um, the the Australian film Br- Bosch and Rockets touring uh, Australia now and it's going to be on iTunes soon. I think um, my business partner is negotiating a deal right now. And so I'm in a, a place of, well, what do I want to work on next? One thing that's challenging, that's been a challenge for me as a creative is that at my best, I'm so creatively overwhelmed that I'm like, I want to write this story. I want to do that. That sounds cool. Oh my God. I love that color. Oh, that's a shiny new thing. It's the ADHD in me. That there's a lot of creativity that comes with that spontaneity. But going back to the third most important thing, the perseverance, which involves regimen and discipline, you can't get anything done if you're jumping ship to the next story. So you do have to commit to something. Part of committing is, is easier when you're passionate about something. So I have book two of the Incredible Existence uh, series, which is both a, a novel series and gonna be a, a film series, well, at least one. Book two, Incredible Existence of Us, is what I've been working on, but I'm a little bit passionate about another story that I've been exploring and outlining for a long time. So my regimen is off, but it's as simple as this. We have to sit down in the chair, button chair, right? And write out where we can adjust our regimen and our goals. In life, things happen where kids pop up or lovers pop up or other challenges. And I almost believe that it doesn't matter what your structure is, as long as it's it's reasonable and you can actually do it. I always bite off more than I can chew. So my old regimen used to be two hours right when I wake up and then two hours before going to bed, minimum. Anything in between, I'd be stoked about. Uh, And for my ideas, like if I'm hot for two hours, I'll keep going. If I'm not hot, I'll let it go and I'll return to it. But at least I'm getting full immersion before I go to bed and after I wake up. For me right now, I'm recalibrating and deciding what can I do with what's going on in life. One of the challenges of the business and any business is you get caught up in the, the marketing, the social, and the fun of the business and not the work. There's a reason why writers are known to go in their caves and disappear is because they need quiet, clear, personal time. That's the only way we create is when we're alone. So you really have to cut a, a regimen of schedule. And to be honest, right now, I'm like, oh, I'm struggling with my own process because I have to juggle other things going on in life to make this new regimen work. But the sooner we tackle a regimen and set a goal, the better, because we're just, we're sitting in a space of non-creativity until we commit to something. Even if you fail, you just have to set something, commit to that regimen, and then see how it goes and make adjustments along the way. Well, it's interesting that you
0: talk about the recalibration, and that's kind of where this podcast came from. I've been working on breaking into screenwriting for the last few years, and I hit a point uh, it was probably like last spring, where I was just feeling a bit burnt out. I was kind of tired of the things I was writing, and you know, nothing was really fully working. You know, I would I would see a little success here. You know, it was always kind of a you know a one step forward, two steps back type of feel, or yeah. really just one step forward, one step back. I, I was I was starting to not like writing, and I knew that that wasn't where I wanted to go. And I was able to take a step back, kind of shift my creativity over to making this podcast, which has been super rewarding in itself. But then after a short break, I was able to come back to writing so much more, you know, so re-energized. And I think it's shown in my work since then. My recalibration is why you and I are
1: talking at this point. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, here's the thing. We all... We all need affirmations, uh, energetic affirmations in life as human beings. So one piece of advice is, is exactly what you're talking about, Mike, is sometimes just um, jamming with other creatives gets you excited. You know, like even though this is a rough time for me creatively, and maybe even personally, because my work like as the artist, that is my life. I, my life is a, is a piece of crazy art. Even though I've had so many great conversations with other artists and and heroes and been exploring and immersed in arts, been seeing some great films lately, um, it's still a struggle. So, but we do need those things. We do need those things. And one piece of advice that um, a fellow screenwriter gave me, which is so true, is when you're writing a script or working on a script, read a screenwriting book. And the reason why is because you're going to get one nugget in there that you're going to project from your own work and go, oh my God, that totally works. Or read a book you've already known that you've studied because it's going to trigger the things that you believe in. And it's going to either affirm what you're working on or contrast and conflict with it. So I've read a ton of screenwriting books and I love them. One, Christopher Vogler, the the mythic structure for writers for Hollywood. It's about the 12-point mythic structure, hero structure in cinema. So this is like every superhero film, Harry Potter, Uh, Lord of the Rings. It's just an easy to digest, beautiful book. And it's a structure that he actually adapts from Joseph Campbell, who uh, does The Hero of a Thousand Faces, that epic anthology or anthropology book about um, storytelling across different cultures. That's one book I I use a lot. Um, Let's see, Save the Cat is also a, a beloved one. But when you read a screenwriting book, one, even though you're not thinking about your story full time, you're thinking about writing creativity full time. And you're going to be triggered by things. You're going to go, oh, I did that moment really well. Ah, I need to work on that. And so that keeps you in the game too. It really is about immersion. Even you know, this whole idea of button chair, even if you sat at my, if I sat at my desk for 12 hours and I blocked the whole world out and just worked on or ideated on my script, I know I would feel good about it by the end of the day. I know I would because it'd be immersion. So tell me how you've pushed through nose in your career. No is uh is a part of the DNA of an artist who wants to make a living, you know unless you're i think in every every period of time the artist is trying to make a living doing what they love. the nose will never stop. you hear even about Martin Scorsese and other people talk about the nose. I just had one of my great life moments. I had a nice chat with Matt Damon, who's one of my heroes, and he was telling me that he's like. I'm still trying to make movies like Goodwill Hunting that I love. I'm still trying to make the movies I love, you know, and he was talking to us about Bosch and Rock with my partner and Tyler Atkins. He said, you guys are doing what I um, came into the business wanting to do is just make movies that I care about. And he's had a, an incredible career. And for him to say, and he's, you know, top of his game, he's a writer, he's an actor, he can do it all. For him to say, I'm still struggling to make the movies I want to make is like, wow. So the nose will never go away. I deal with it daily. I even deal with my own nose, which are probably worse than anything else. Is the ones that stop us from doing what we should be doing. This is where it goes back to the third most important part. It's, you, you can have your need and necessity to write, you can have your want or desire to write, but without perseverance, whether it's egotistical, Eric, blinding, you know, perseverance. I'm going to do this no matter what because I'm the greatest artist screenwriter ever. Or without consistency and regimen and faith, the artist will never get to where they should be or deserve to be. So perseverance above all, grit above all, because you will always get someone to say no, and you will always get someone that reads your work and goes, oh, mm, that's, that's not good. I have family from Texas, so I thought The Incredible Existence of You screenplay came before the book. It was originally a movie and I was raising money for the movie. And I stopped because I did, I wasn't gonna get enough money for the movie. And I had I made a, one of these life choices, which I've made before, which one of the hardest ones to do. I can make my movie as an indie feature with a, a fixed budget, and just make it happen. And I know how to do that as a filmmaker because my entire career has been indie, if you will, or on um, independent budgets. Or I can take a step back, write a novel, and try to raise money on a bigger scale to actually make the movie to the degree and the, the caliber it deserves. And I did that. Even if you know you're a great writer and, you, and everyone is an artist, everyone has something to share. But you're going to get the nose in every direction. You're going to get someone that's going to challenge you, which is going to either help you uh, one writer told me you have to look for the spirit of the note. If someone hates something, or someone says this bumps for me, this this something off. You have to look for the spirit of the note, and you have to ask yourself: This is a great thing about writing is saying does did what I want to communicate actually effectively communicate emotionally or uh, intellectually what I want? And so you have to really dive deep into the spirit of the notes. Feedback is good, even even the people that say I hate this to di- to dive deep and understand why someone hates something is important. But in this business, you know, screenwriters, unless you get your eyes on a industry professional, you're asking other creatives or non-industry professionals or aspiring industry professionals to give you feedback. And one thing about this current zeitgeist of the world is people love to give feedback and they do it in a I know better or this, you know, let me tell you what you got to fix. Unfortunately, we're not really affirming and supportive with our feedback. So, the majority of people are going to be like, Ugh, uh, grumble, grumble, grumble." And you have to get past that. You have to keep, you have to keep your um, your baby protected with knowing what made you passionate about it in the first place. Because there's always going to be no's. Screenwriters talk about it all the time. Where like they write a script and they're like, "This is the great so and so," and then they read the script. It's like an Aaron Sorkin script, and they go, "Yeah, I don't like that one. That sucked." You know. So they get that all the time. So to wrap this up, is there? Uh,
0: do you want to talk for a minute about your novel and yeah. uh, just kind of give that a little plug?
1: Just recently, I, I released my first novel called "The Incredible Existence of You." It was originally a screenplay that, over the trajectory of uh, the development, I decided to uh, adapt it into a novel. And it, it's it's my first novel, and of course, the debut novel. The feedback has been really good, but. It's one of many stories I need to tell as an artist. And so whether you check out my novel or you pursue your own creative dream, you have to. Unless you do creatively what you want or are meant to do or believe you should do, it is going to itch you the rest of your life. And I tell people this all the time because some people that are not in the business say, well, I do have a story I want to tell. Well, you have to tell it. Whether it's about grandma's immigration or it's about the war or it's about COVID, we all have stories and stories are important. Jean-Luc Godard said that life is too complex. Stories give us meaning something like that. I'm paraphrasing Uh, one of the great French new wave filmmakers. Point being is that creativity and storytelling is a part of our DNA. And whether you do at the script level or tell a story in your food creation or create a post on Instagram, you have to, you have to dive into your creativity. It's going to make you a healthier individual. So the incredible existence of you is out. um, Botch and Rocket's coming out soon. It's a father-son road trip movie. And that's been a lot of fun. It's just a blast. It's wild. Australians are crazy and love them. Um, But I think if anything, going to the the spirit of your podcast, Mike, the artist work ethic, I really believe that anyone who aspires to be a creative or anyone that aspires to be a screenwriter to take from the simplest theme of Nike, you just got to do it, you know? Even if you don't get the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, but you get to tap into your creativity, it's going to help you be a better person. I really believe in the power of storytelling and filmmaking and and script writing. So having known that you've immersed yourself in a short period of time in your life just to try telling a story or write a story, it's going to do so much wonders for you if you can accomplish it. Some writers talk about how, like, the feeling of being done with a script is so like positive and overwhelming. I miss that feeling. Cause I'm like, all right, next one. But um, maybe for some of us, it's when someone reads a scene or a dialogue or you hear it out loud and you go, damn, f- that's real. That feel, I feel that, or that's, that sounds so good. So I think everyone should explore storytelling in some capacity. And right now the stories I'm sharing are the incredible existence of you fashion rocket and some other stuff along the way. So I'd love for you guys to follow my journey as you guys start your own. Awesome. Drew, thank you so much for coming on with me.
0: Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the artist work ethic podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at the artists work ethic and check out the artists